Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where the mission is to encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers, to reflect the triune nature of our Heavenly Father by prioritizing physical presence, engaging emotionally, and leading spiritually by example. The vision, of course, is to engage dads in raising a godly generation and reinvigorate the church on the fathering front. In this podcast series, we're talking about leading the way through Advent to Christmas because I found the Advent model to be very practical in helping me navigate through the secularism that's out there in the world and distracting me. It gives me a purposeful model of walking through the Advent wreath, which is the light of hope, the faith that we have in the Christ child's birth, the joy that we have and the joy-filled in recognizing the miracle of Christ's child coming into the world. And, and here in this session, we're going to be talking about the peace that is, uh, you know, the Prince of Peace, Jesus, in this world. So uh, our job and our encouragement uh, to dads out there is to uh, really focus in, help uh, this year be a special year to focus in on the reason for the season, which is that uh, the birth of the Christ child uh, we celebrate on Christmas morn. So in the studio with me today is Robert Faye and uh, again, Robert. Robert, welcome. Thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you. Now, how is one to live in in peace in in such a messed up world, Robert? You know, putting our faith in God, knowing that God is in control, um, seems to be the for me the the best way of, of finding peace because mm-hmm. I can only control what I can control. Mm-hmm. There's other things that are going on in the world that I have no control over, and I pray about them. But at the end of the day, God's in control of those things, and, mm-hmm. and I surrender to him and his will, and that brings me peace. Yep. Well, that's... Knowing that I'm not in control. I'm not in charge of that. That's not my department. <laughs> Once you understand you're not in control, everything else is okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, peace has been defined as freedom from disturbance, tranquility, at least per Webster's Dictionary. I guess we uh, can't put our earbuds on. I love those noise-canceling earphones that yes, people sir. put on. They're in, they're in la-la land while they're walking through a, a mess on the street. And uh, I always thought that was uh, that's, uh, that's just oblivious to the world around you. And uh, it might provide some... Uh, moments of peace uh, for a little while, right? right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it, uh, it, it, it doesn't do much. It uh, may help you navigate uh, for a few minutes. But in this final week of Advent, I say the candle lit uh, reflects the peace our Savior and Lord came into this world to establish. Uh, the heavenly host praised God in the presence of the shepherds and said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. So this is, uh, I wonder if, if he's pleased with the way we live and the hint of this peace that he's provided us, you know, that he gives us access to. Uh, I think there may be a misunderstanding between the peace we seek sometimes and the, the peace the Lord calls us Amen. to. Uh, I love the uh, this passage from Numbers, that uh, uh, blessing over the Israelites by Aaron says, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and grant you peace. And in this case, as I've said in the previous uh, uh, podcast, that uh, the, the priestly blessing over the Israelites uh, really uh, the, is a translation of shalom. And shalom in its most expressive sense is that, uh, uh, that positive state of rightness and well-being in the midst of battles. We're not to be uh, oblivious. There are battles that we are to be in the 
edged up at the end of the day, and that's sure. that's part of uh, part of the job. Uh, but then he comes along, and Isaiah says, uh, "For us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace." You know, that uh, when Isaiah says the child will be called Prince of Peace, the reference is to a ruler who will offer a state of rightness and well-being to individuals and to society. So uh, that's, uh, that's the rightness uh, and well-being in obedience to the one true God. And of course, we, we stray from that uh, way too often. We have these other gods that we lift up. And then finally in Matthew, Jesus himself says, do not assume that I came to bring peace. Uh, I, I, I did not come to bring, bring peace, but a sword. Of course, the sword is the word of God that can cut through the devil's schemes and all the noise and division he stirs up. So uh, that's the reality uh, is that battles exist uh, around, uh, around Jesus in this world, and they may not uh, fit our understanding of, of peace. Have you... Uh, ever run into that where you say, well, uh, is this really what I, is this the peace I'm supposed to be living into that, you know, this is chaos right now, right? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. It is, it is chaos. And if, if we're not focused on the Prince of Peace, we can, we can get swayed and sucked into focusing on all the chaos. Well, the reference you used in the other, in the previous podcast was the, uh, a disruption in a, in a unfamiliar environment, uh, could have very easily, uh, turned into an altercation yes, that could have major, uh, repercussions. Yes. And that's what the world is always trying to do. Get you caught up in that banter, get you right. caught up in this situation and, uh, say the wrong thing at the wrong time at the wrong place. And, uh, it, it could go south very quickly. Yes, sir. And, uh, so how, we maintain that I always uh, say you know it's in relationship with Jesus the Christ and grounding under the Word of God that dads have the opportunity to live into that positive state of rightness and well-being and pass it on to the children in fact it's a responsibility for dads to live in and reflect Jesus peace particularly in the home and, and leading up to the Christmas so uh, you know, interesting <laughs> are we laying down from the previous episode right are we laying down peace or are we laying down chaos mm -hmm. two polar opposite mm -hmm. extremes there exactly exactly and uh, so so i a uh, question to you there uh, robert did leading a family discussion around the biblical perspectives on peace how how would you or how have you uh, done that you know I, I think it's very similar to the joy conversation mm -hmm. that it's we can choose to focus on chaos and get worked up on the chaos and, and just live our lives obsessing over the chaos. Or we can choose to trust God with our lives, accept that he is in control, work on what we can control, and be at peace with, with everything else because we're doing the best we can with what we can control. So I think that's that's a good way to... Uh, lead a family conversation is is letting everybody know that a peaceful life is much better than a chaotic life. And if you're focused on chaos, you're going to feel it. And Always. if you're focused on peace, mm -hmm. you're going to feel it. 
I was like the, uh, you know, we, we did a conferences years ago called Let's Talk About Porn. And mm. uh, the resounding message was uh, out there going to the parents was make sure your home is a safe place for kids to ask any question they want. Right. And uh, if it's not safe, if they feel uncomfortable or they feel threatened at all or, or just scared or ashamed, uh, or ashamed uh, then, then, it's, uh, then it's not going to be uh, voiced. Reading Matthew 10:34 and discuss what healthy conflict must be grounded in. I think that we've already discussed that it must be grounded in the Word of God. But yes. when we when we come to our family gatherings over the holidays, a lot of times we we broach subjects that uh, we might, might not want to broach. And the challenge then, of course, is to go back to the Word of God. You know, and I'm thinking particularly uh, one that I'm sure comes up around some tables is how how do you identify? Well, mm. the Word of God says we identify as male and female. He created yes, us, sir. man and woman, and uh, male and female in uh, his first uh, Genesis one twenty three. And so that's the bottom line. What does marriage look like? Well, you, you uh, a man leaves his mother and father and unites with his wife, and they become one. So that's man and woman, one each, get married. And Malachi 2.15, why one is for the sake of raising godly offspring. So it's our job as parents. We have responsibility. We should be involved in every step of their education yes. and in their development and and uh, be sure that we're in control as parents to raise a godly generation. So in those conflicts, if we can go back to the absolute truth, that's our challenge. And of course, uh, these days, everybody has their own truth, just right. like they have their own sets of facts. Uh, it, it's a tough thing to balance. But the, uh, the challenge for us Christians is to not waver, to not compromise the Word of God. We don't have to get in conflicts all the time. We just say, listen, if you want to argue with God, here's the book you can argue with. I'm not going to argue with you. Right. I just, this is what I believe. Well, even and, on social media sometimes, it's it's easy to see something and, you know, that we know is not true and we want to go and respond and prove and sometimes it's better to just keep scrolling, just go past it because all you're going to do is is cause more chaos you're going to cause cause more harm than good sometimes and right. just, we have to be careful well there was a there was logic when uh, jesus told his disciples if you weren't received in a city just shake the dust off your sandals and keep going there you go and uh, so that's that's okay too so yes, sir. sometimes when the battles exist around Jesus the Christ in this world, when absolute truth tries to navigate through a world that favors relative truth, maybe at that point in time we just shake the dust off our sandals and go on. Yes, and, sir. And uh, look for uh, areas that we can be a more positive influence because certainly there are some that are bowed up and uh, are not going to uh, change their mind. And it isn't our job to change their mind. It's our job to convey the truth and let the Lord change their mind if, if that's the way, way you, it you needs to go. You bring up a Great point. When I first got saved, Rick, I was uh, late 30s, and I found a treasure. I found a treasure, and I wanted to share it with everybody, and and, and I beat everybody upside the head with, with, with the Bible, and it was the wrong approach. Hmm. Unfortunately, I realized later that I should have gone about it a different way. Um, but, yes, if you, we can only do so much, we can share, we can mm -hmm. love, mm -hmm. and then— we may have to step back. Mm -hmm. 
Well, my my encouragement to dads and and uh, you and I both is to extend uh, you know during these family gatherings, be sure to extend grace to individuals, but certainly stand firm uh, in uh, in the in the truth. Uh, stand firm on the issues as uh, as the absolute truth applies to the sure. issues. So it's not uh, you're not wavering or going woke when you don't uh, take on the fight with uh, with vigor. It's a matter of just stating the case and uh, and then moving on from there. So uh, uh, the trouble is that most times I'm, I'm driven by opinions <laughs> that I tend to have formed already, and I have to be careful about that because uh, opinions are always based on our backgrounds, right? And we right. just come by and we, we end up reacting from our backgrounds uh, standpoint, and, and that can get us in trouble. So uh, uh, too often in, in my home, it was always a, a loud conversation that ends with frustration and division. So uh, that didn't uh, play out so well. So for me, I always pray to to uh, extend grace and unconditional love to those that I interact with at, uh, at various gatherings, to uh, pray the Lord would equip me to love individuals while not compromising on issues, to be grounded in the Word of God and focused on living into the peace that is uh, this Christmas, the Prince of Peace coming into the world. So my charge to dads is to live in and, and reflect Jesus' peace at Christmas and always. That's the dad you're called to be, and that's the dad the next generation needs. Merry Christmas.